Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite reality TV shows. Our views do not reflect the contestants outside of the show. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. My name is Steve, a.k.a. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neebs, a.k.a. Watch with Neebs, and I'm back with my co-host, Jazz, a.k.a. DJ Buggy the Pirate. <laughs> DJ Buggy the Pirate. <laughs> Let's just jump right into it, man. Like, <laughs> I actually like the live-action Buggy. I know people are, like, creeped out by it, but I'm like, yes, you're supposed to be. Yeah. He's a clown pirate. He's supposed to be creepy. Like, they nailed the casting on this one, too. I know, I know. But before we get into that, we want to bring back uh, Skeeb. Skeeb, welcome back to the show, part two. Uh, this, oh. <laughs> is, this is still One Piece part one, which is part one is episode one and two. I know it's a little confusing, but <laughs> we're going to do two episodes, and then we'll probably do another two a little bit after that. Uh, but welcome, yeah. guys. We are now doing episode two, and Luffy meets buggy the pirate and we see a little bit of buggy the pirate at the end of the first episode and um it is very strange a new a strange phenomenal a phenomenon is happening online and that is women thirsting for buggy the pirate like it is so wild what oh my god jazz is all over in all over my tiktok everyone's just watching this video of him and you know when he's like uh sitting on his chair with his leg up and everyone's like yo why he's sitting like that yo <laughs> like girls are all about him something about him is very sexy to women uh, <laughs> i don't know what to say man buggy the pirate's got it going on you know this reminds me of like the jeffrey dahmer thing like when everybody was like thirsting over him and he's like a serial killer, yeah. like, yo, people, come on, get a grip, all right? <laughs> this is not somebody you should be idolizing. Yeah, yeah. Well, the actor they got to play him uh, is actually, a, he was a big character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, he was a deke in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and he's such a great actor and he does such a great job as Buggy. Like, so good. I really, really mm -hmm. love him. Ski, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, once again, I think they nailed the casting, and you're right. I think a lot of women are thirsting over this man because he's very handsome uh, once you take up all the makeup off. Um, but regardless, I think this buggy kind of um, doesn't really... I don't really like this buggy. The reason being is I feel like he immaculates a lot of, like, the Joker vibes, a lot of, like, past clown, like, the It. Like, mm. I think it's a very scary buggy. Uh, and we'll go more about that, uh, other reasons why I don't really like him later on. But um, overall, I mean, Buggy the Clown's here, and he's here to stay. Yeah, yeah. I, I do feel like he starts off a little scary and a little serious. Uh, but as the show goes on, he gets a little bit more and more ridiculous and a little bit more silly, especially when he's just, like, a head and shoes, and he's just, like, walking around with a head and stuff like that. Um, it's really, really <laughs> funny. So I, I did like that. Um, all right. So we left off with some flashbacks where Luffy basically ate the – uh, gum gum fruit and in here we see um shank is leaving and luffy eats 
the gum gum group and shanks gives him his hat now that hat is now his prized possession it is his treasure it's a big deal to him he gets really upset if anybody touches it he's always trying to fix it and all that stuff um i thought it was really really cool uh when they talked about the hat because we know how special it is and we get why he's called they're called the straw hat pirates uh jazz what are your thoughts about that scene so <laughs> this hat is very very special yeah. and it's you know, it, right it is luffy's most prized possession we learned that uh in uh nami's arc which we will talk about soon um you know in the next few episodes uh but seeing how obsessive he is with keeping it intact i think they did a great job with that because it's just like in the anime like the straw hat's constantly getting battered they're constantly repairing it and it's it's truly a symbol of what it means for luffy to be luffy so yeah, they've done a fantastic job with the straw hat, and I'm very glad they put so much emphasis on it. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, big fan of that. Uh, Skeeb, what are your thoughts about the hat? Yeah, also shout out to the uh, the set designs, because the set designs there actually make you feel like you're in Logtown, uh, and just everywhere else, all the sets that they have, uh, and they, they did a really good job. But in regard, let's, let's go back to the hat, and once again, yes, when Shanks put the hat on Luffy... I think that was a very like heartwarming scene because he was like, you have to give this hat back to me once you become a great pirate. And from then on, Luffy has been obsessed of doing being the greatest in the world. And what does that mean? Fighting the one piece and becoming the pirate king. So that that's the beginning of Luffy's dream. And from there on, no one's going to tell him no. Mm, yeah, no, totally agree. Um, so in this show, we see that they kind of get captured by buggy and what luffy does is he, he eats the map which is which is what luffy would do luffy would eat the map and then when buggy is interrogating them i would say um uh, he does mention that he knows another uh pirate who had a straw hat and he mentions that he knows shank uh and that him and shank kind of were like close and then shank betrayed him this is not in the, all facts what this is not in the anime this uh i don't not i mean not yet, yet not yet uh like not yet for you You don't know this in the anime in terms of where we are in the story arc right now right i believe you Correct. probably find it so this show is introducing elements to me that i don't have any prior knowledge of even though i watched the cartoon and i watched past the point of uh, sorry anime even though i watched past the point of this anime and I was like, what? Buggy and Shanks? I was like, that is a weird combination. Um, that yeah, is a cool yeah, little thing that they dropped in there. Ski, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, when you're when you're watching the live action, think of this as like the multiverse kind of. You have all the elements. You have the characters. You have their background stories. So like in Beyond the Spider-Verse, you have uh, Officer Singh, who is yeah. a cop, and he has to die. But in this one, it's, it's similar. You have Buggy and Shanks. They were on the same crew at some point, but maybe their stories kind of um, overlap a little bit. So that's that's the idea of how I take it, why they are bringing it in a lot earlier, because they have all this knowledge, all this SBS behind it, that they might add the elements because it, it is relevant to the world. Even though they didn't have it in the anime right away, it's still prevalent. Mm, very true. You'll find out about the stuff around episode 400. Oh yeah. my God, 400. God. It's worth it. Worth it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Worth it. So... Netflix only goes up to episode three hundred and thirty-six. 
And that's all it goes up to. So I'll have to find someplace else to watch the rest. Bro, I'll give you my Crunchyroll account. <laughs> yeah, 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 boy. All right, let's do it. All right. Um, all right. So Shanks and Buggy are, you know, they know each other. Uh, and then they, you know, they get into a fight. And then Buggy reveals that he ate the Chop Chop fruit. And he can disassociate or dislocate all his body parts. Um, and apparently on TikTok... People had a question about a certain body part, and yes, it it's also detachable. <laughs> Apparently, yes, that yes, is it canon. is. The answer is yes. That mm-hmm. the answer is yes. <laughs> there was a lot of people asking about that. <laughs> Way too many, but yes, all his body parts are detachable. Yeah, the writer did confirm that, and yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's so bizarre. <laughs> oh man, let's move on. <laughs> It can fly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, goddamn chop chop fruit. Um, all right. Um, and then I have a note here. Uh, Kajiri? Is that one of the guys? Probably one of his like Ooh. minions. The Minion. one with like the long green hair. Yeah, there's one with the long green hair, and there's one with this like wool stuff. And he is a lion tamer, and there's a lion yes. named Richard. We didn't see Richard. I was a little sad we didn't get to see Richard the lion. Yeah, me too. They didn't do a, a lot of really good job with the animals because the yeah. animals actually do have a significant uh, part in a lot of these series, like the birds, the lions, the dogs and everything, especially the dog in Logetown. He yeah. kind of like kind of had a, uh, a thing about helping Luffy. I think he was like barking or something and distracted Buggy at some point. Um, but I mean, you do see the dog at the end. Yeah. Uh, but now he doesn't have a relevant point part in the series. Yeah, the so the dog was a really significant part because he he had yeah. a I almost like I don't know if you guys ever seen that Futurama episode where the dog is like staying outside in the rain for like years waiting for its master. Oh my god, the Seymour episode. Yeah, so it, 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 this dog is, has a similar storyline, which is kind of interesting. But I'm not gonna ruin it for anybody. But it's kind of like that. He means a lot to a lot of the people who watch this because I know a lot of people who start watching the show. That's the episode that gets them really hooked on it emotionally. It's that yeah. it's that damn dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's very tenacious. Was... Like he wasn't backing down, just like Luffy wouldn't. Yeah, the, the poor dog. <laughs> no, it was really really cool. Um, all right, and in here we we notice that Garp and Cody get together. So so they kind of are you know know each other now. So that opens happen. And we mentioned Bogart. Now Bogart is a character that I don't really remember too much. Is he in the earlier seasons or did they add him? He's in uh the anime. Okay. Um he's always been the right hand for Vice Admiral Garp. Um I don't remember when he came in into the anime, uh-huh. but yes, he's always been there. <laughs> okay. All right. That's cool. Um, all right, so we do have a, another flashback sequence, and this flashback kind of goes into uh, Shank versus those pirates that you know were uh, that were picking on him earlier, and Shanks and his crew kind of fight them, uh, and we see that Yosup is one of the crew members, and Yasop. we know that Yasop, Yasop. sorry, uh, <laughs> gave him a Muslim-sounding name, <laughs> Yosup. Uh, <laughs> he is the dad of Usopp, and I did not see that coming so soon. That's not really revealed so early uh, in the anime. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? That came out pretty pretty early. So they are releasing a lot of like little tidbits earlier, yeah. and it, it's better storytelling for a live action. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think it works out pretty well here. And then as they go into seasons two, three, four of the live action, it'll all tie together. So just like in the anime, where you, even the filler arcs eventually tie back in, you can't really skip anything. And I think they're doing a good job you know, opening all these threads that they'll eventually tie together. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I, I totally get ah. that. Um, but then we do see that uh, Luffy goes into the water and he doesn't know that, you know, Luffy... Oh, no, I think the the pirate takes Luffy into the water uh, and then Luffy drowns. He falls in and then we see that Shank goes in after him. And as Shank comes out, mm-hmm. another sea monster comes in and the sea monster <laughs> bites the boat and... Shank just looks at him in the eye and goes, get lost. And I was like, wait a second. Does Shank have powers? I don't know. Because so far, I don't know if he has powers or not. But that was kind of that's kind of that's kind of iffy. Uh, but he I saves think- Luffy. But when he turns around, you realize the man's he- entire arm is gone and didn't even flinch. And I was like, oh, no. For a second, I thought they weren't going to do the arm thing because it happens underwater. But here it just happened. Uh, and you didn't notice it. I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, even though I expected it, it still kind of didn't see it coming. Uh, Ski, what are your thoughts? I actually loved this scene. Um, the fact that uh, when, when early on when the Sea King was in the water, like the Godzilla or like yeah. one of those kaijus, I was like, oh, man, they're probably not going to show it. They're just probably going to because they probably don't have the budget for the animation, uh, the CGI. But when they showed the Sea Beast, I was like, whoa, this is just like the anime. And I think they did a really good job because it looked real. Um, and yes, uh, the fact that this, the Sea Beast ate Shanks' arm, I wish they did it when they were in the water. Because it would also kind of allude to you that, oh, maybe Shanks also doesn't have a double fruit. but And that's why he's on the boat. Uh, and that's why he also saves Luffy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love the scene. I think they did a really good job. And, and yes, Shanks did intimidate the Sea Beast and the Sea Beast did leave. But we'll learn about that later on in the series. Okay. Uh, someone also mentioned the paramecia. What is that, Steve? Do you want to go into that? So, or either one. Do you want me to do it or do you want to do it, Steve? Uh, uh, well, uh, you, uh, let me start off first and then Jazz, you can chime in. Okay. So, there's sure. the devil fruits, uh, as you know, are items where which you eat. And once you eat them, you kind of lose the ability of, of swimming. But you have the ability to gain three different types of powers. There's a Logia which basically means you have the element. You have like fire, rain, snow, water, parmesia, which what is what uh, Luffy has. And that gives you uh, random abilities like rubber, chop chop fruit is a parmesia, and just uh, various things that you can control. Uh, and then you have the last one, which is zone, which kind of takes tra- uh, transforms you into an animal. So you could either do a full animal form or a hybrid animal form. And there's different variations. So each fruit has a specific um, you know, power but then you could have subpowers within the fruits. Mm, very cool. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, okay, cool. And I think that'll that'll make a lot more sense when people are introduced to characters like uh, Chopper and stuff like that. I guess so. That'll be yes, Chopper uh, and Smoker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Generally speaking, um, Paramecia fruit is like a a catch all for everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoan is you get certain characteristics of animals. Yeah. Logia is you get the elements. Paramecia is just everything else that doesn't fit to the suit. Yeah, elements. like some of them are weird. Like one guy can just turn into a door at any moment. Like that's such a weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's a weird. Chocolate. That's definitely Paramecia. Also, the thing the thing with devil fruits too as well is that not even it, it doesn't have to just be humans. Like as you yeah. know, eventually Chopper will eat it. He's an animal, but yeah. even items can devour devil fruits and, and have that power. 
Yeah, yeah, that's really, really funny. I love how they have funny names like Chop Chop, Gum Gum, Door Door. Like, it's, they're yeah. so hilarious. You're like, what did the Door Door fruit do? It turns you into a door. Like, oh, okay, duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're so funny. <laughs> Wait till you hear about all the others. Like, uh, uh, we had a, was it Neek Montgomery? She was on our podcast at some point. <laughs> she has this whole series of like, the different types of fruits in one piece it's so funny so funny. highly recommend going see it yeah all right all right that sounds good um all right so while luffy is kind of trapped and fighting uh buggy uh zoro and nami are kind of like trapped also and they're trying to escape what? so right now zoro doesn't really trust nami that well so he doesn't know if he's going to actually help her or not but uh eventually they do get free um and nami does cut him down and they go to help Luffy. Um, and then more of a fight breaks out. What were your thoughts about the big fight between Luffy and Buggy and Nami and Zoro and everybody? The big live action fight. What were your thoughts on that, Ski? Uh, uh, once again, I love the fight. You get to see uh, Buggy at, in his element. And there, the, the CGI does a really good job. When it comes to just him pursuing his persona and being the evil person he is and just trying to like fight Luffy. And I think they did a really good job every time they like disassembled his body parts and moved it yeah. around. Uh, but just like the anime, uh, they, they figured out how to stop him. And but the thing was, Luffy is not smart. Luffy in this series is very, very smart. He's the one making calling the shots and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when they did it in the anime, he just did it off of just humor. Uh, it was yeah. a, it was a comedic, comedic version. Dumb luck. Yeah, dumb luck. Yeah. But this one, like, Luffy's really taking charge and everyone's listening to him. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense because uh, later on they explained that how he was trained and who trained him and stuff like that. So I cut, that kind of goes into it. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, all right. So they kind of save him. They free the people. Uh, and that's where you see the dog kind of just, like, still, like, uh, coming by. And you're like, oh, that's the reference to the dog, which is cool. Like, even though they don't show that, they I love that they make a little reference to it. Be like, okay, we're not going to do this, but here's a little reference to, to all of this. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I want to talk about this part, Ski? Yeah, just backtracking on just the whole uh, episode with with uh, Bucky. He enslaves this uh, the city. He destroys the city. Yeah. And he basically forces them to laugh and and be his like audience. And I think in the anime, the reason why you love Bucky so much is because uh, he wants to be a great pirate, and everyone follows him only be- not not because. Because he's evil, but they don't see that he's evil. They just they just follow him because he's buggy. He's doing everything amazingly. He like, um, th- but he does everything by accident, which ends up being very fortunate for him and showcases that he's the hero. But in this one, he was very evil and very uh, maniacal, and I just didn't really like that because uh, in the anime, like I'm saying, he becomes someone of a, a very authoritative figure that everyone looks up and and really admires. But in this one, if you just start off from the bat from this one. You really hate the man and you're like oh i don't really like this pirate and pirates are evil mm-hmm. you know it's interesting you say that because me hating buggy i hated him early on in the anime so i didn't watch the anime like you know in a set time frame i didn't like binge it all at once i started watching the show in 2005 that was almost 20 years ago and so back then i hated buggy like i remember hating him and I think even though they made him more evil in the live action, 
it works because people have that same visceral hatred that I had back in the day as a teenager. Mm. So I think it works out fine, actually. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, I definitely like the Megan. I actually really like Buggy. I, th- I thought he was really, really fun to watch. But I totally get what you guys uh, are saying. But I did like the fact that, you know, Nami tries to escape and kind of just looks out for herself. But when she leaves, she sees how devastated the town was. And she was also like just stopped in her tracks. And we get to learn on later why that is, because she's experienced something similar in, in her life. Uh, and then she gets dragged back in and, you know, we get to see a little bit more of the fight, which I think is really interesting. Uh, but one thing that I really like is that after the fight, we see Nami takes Straw Hat's hat and literally fixes it for him, which I thought was a very sweet moment. Ski, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I was kind of sad at this moment, actually, because this is actually one of my favorite mementos is when Bucky uh, takes his knives and cuts through Luffy's hat and it's torn in three three pieces based off the knife. And yes, Navi does fix it. Uh, just a little foreshadow on the future. In the anime, you do still see the marks. Uh, mm. And it's like a, a thousand episodes after and the marks are still there. And I, I think they did a really good job keeping that memento there, keeping that the idea of that, the, 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 scratch, um, the cut marks. But in this one, when Buggy did it, he cut it to the side and you don't really see it. And yes, Nami did fix it, but it just didn't feel the same way for me. Oh, interesting. Oh, I never thought about it that way. Jazz, what about you? Oh, we noticed the details. We noticed all the details. Um, you know, I don't think they could have actually butchered it completely because if they did, nobody would have believed that Nami could have repaired it so easily. So this is another one of those artistic liberties they took. Um, Skeeb, you're absolutely right. It did not hit as hard as it did in the anime. But reality unfortunately is not anime and so they had to do what they had to do and the thing i miss a lot about the for the versus the live action is that everyone is a crybaby like you they're crying and everyone's consoling them and it's just it's, i think that that's part of the humor as well um and they kind of lack that but it's okay i i get it it's a very serious series they're trying to like make it more communistic and i'm, I'm here for the ride yeah yeah no very very cool and I I really enjoy the fact that, like, we kind of don't figure out Nami at this point because she has the heart to fix his hat, but she also the kind of person that would just leave him high and dry, right? So we're kind of just, like, don't know who Nami is at the moment. And we get to see a little bit more of that in the next episode. Uh, we get to see a lot of it in the very last episode, um, and it's really, really cool. Um, and I believe this episode ends with Arlong showing up to in front of Buggy. And that's something that I was really surprised about because Arlong doesn't show up until the very end. And bringing him this early uh, was a surprise. It looked like they switched him out with some characters. Uh, but it was very, very interesting to, to see. And we also, I believe, there is a little bit of reference to uh, Mihawk. Uh, where where Garp's on the phone. So we're going to see a few characters a lot more earlier than we expect. What were your thoughts about seeing these characters uh, so early on in the series? Skeep. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, the fact that Bucky is kind of like in cahoots with Arlong, I don't think that was in the anime, but it kind of, um, you know, pushes the story a little bit forward because you're like, oh, who is this guy? What is this thing? 
And you have to realize that um, later on, we'll learn that these guys are fishmen. And so I think they did a really good job with their prosthetics because uh, all the fishmen have prosthetics and they didn't want to do the whole CGI route. And yeah. uh, I think it makes it look more, um, you know, cooler, better. It's, it's just better that way. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Arlong is also nasty and evil. And I, I'm like, um, and the fishmen are kind of like, you know, bigger, stronger uh, and lengthier, which I understand they can't really like immaculate that in the live action. But I mean, they're doing their best. And when I first saw the first fisherman that came in and just like knocked out buggy i was like yo they're 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 killing it with the like the whole like look of it yeah i am not only really impressed with the fishman's uh costumes and the the look of it but their storyline i don't remember their storyline being so deep and i think we'll get into that in the next episode but they really fleshed out why the fishmen have a hatred for for humans in this show more so uh than in the in the anime, at least from the parts that I've watched. Well, yeah, because um, I believe it's around episode six hundred where you reach the Fisherman Island arc. Oh damn! And that's where they explain a lot of this. So, okay, okay. They are taking some liberties of bringing the story elements earlier, but you know what? That's fine because it was these elements that really make me appreciate One Piece for what it is. Right? Yeah. People think it's a show about like you know, oh, it's a kid show about a rubber pirate. No, we get into the philosophies of life. We get into slavery. We get into um, like like the the heartache of losing family members. We get into genocide. We get into like all sorts of really heavy topics. And seeing the live action bring it in earlier just makes me very happy. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that they brought it in earlier because it gives people who may not have given this show a fair chance uh, a little bit of like, oh wow, this show is has some really serious topic. Like it has an enemy who you're like, you know what, man, he kind of spitting facts right now. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, straight up, Arlong spitting facts. Like I was like. I like what he's saying. Was, he's kind of right he's here. Like a Killmonger vibes, right? <laughs> like a little bit like, yeah. all right, man. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, all right. That's all we have for episode two. Did I miss anything, guys? Is there anything else that happens in episode two? think that's all of it but do not quote me on that all right i think that's all we have for episode two thank you guys for joining us we'll be back earlier next week we'll do episode three and four uh and then next saturday we'll do five and six and then again we'll do we'll finish it up at the very end we could probably only do two episodes a night but this was great man skeep thank you so much for joining us man skeep you are definitely our straw hat packy we we, we love you <laughs> thank you so much for having me and looking forward to the rest of the episodes yeah, no problem. And, and Jazz, welcome back, man. We missed you, goddammit. I'm back. All right. And then don't forget to tune in tomorrow. We're doing a special mm -hmm. episode about our my trip to Isna, which in Chicago, we, we definitely got into some shenanigans and we got into uh, some drama. And there was a lot of things that happened during our matrimonial events and we're gonna have a special guest on to kind of talk about it we're gonna have an anonymous guest on so that means no camera for her Ooh. yeah yeah. She, she she wants to spill the dirt so no cameras and she's gonna talk about all of the issues that that go on during these events so that's gonna be an exciting episode so tune in tomorrow and until next time guys salam nerds peace later <laughs>